1: bloomberg westminster on demand via the bloomberg business app and wherever you get your podcasts
2: Welcome to this special Jubilee podcast edition of Bloomberg Westminster. I'm Caroline Hepke,
1: And I'm Stephen Carroll.
2: So the bunting is out, street parties and barbecues are being prepared and a sense of excitement is actually really palpable. People are already camped out in London for the big set pieces of this four-day Platinum Jubilee bank holiday weekend to celebrate the Queen's 70 years on the throne.
1: But how much will it lift the spirit of Brits and worries that have undoubtedly descended about the British economy?
2: Well, joining us now to discuss is our Bloomberg Opinion columnist, Andrea Felstead, and our UK economy reporter, Lizzie Burden. Uh, Look, the weather forecast is pretty mixed. And I mean, we have to say the backdrop to these celebrations have become really quite grim. I mean, consumers are under so much pressure. Lizzie, the extra bank holiday, though, you've done a little bit of research into this. How much do you think it actually will help or hinder the economy? I think in the public imagination... The idea is that having a great big party is going to lift things, but will it
3: really? Yeah, you've got to remember that all the pubs that are open, all the restaurants that are doing corgi cafes are not likely to make up for the factories and offices that will be shut. And they're the the parts of the economy that add the most value so our economists based on previous bank holidays in 2002 and 2012 reckon that this extra day off will shave half a percentage point off quarterly GDP growth because you're effectively turning a weekday into a weekend and losing all the productivity in the process and you've got to factor in the hangover effect because it's not just the Thursday that you're celebrating. I spoke to a bride who's getting married on the Jubilee bank holiday specifically for the reason that she wants her guests to have extra time to be hung over. And she says she very much hopes that they'll be pulling sickies on the Monday and Tuesday. Uh, So you've got to factor in those extra days off. But, 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 but the swing back from this low in Q2 into Q3 will actually mean that we don't get two quarters of negative economic growth. So you could say the Queen's going to save us from a technical recession.
1: Andrea after two years of the pandemic this is the first of the big summer gatherings even if the weather forecast doesn't look great right now are people going to be going all out eating barbecuing shopping?
0: Definitely Um, I think there definitely will be street parties Uh, people will be buying extra food Um, it's estimated that the uh, Diamond Jubilee meant a 10% increase in uh, food sales um, in supermarket sales. So um, we could expect a similar effect this time round. You've also got lots of new outfits, street parties. And next said, um, you know, to, uh, more than 10 years ago now that the uh, the Royal Wedding um, in 2011 actually lifted demand for new outfits for street parties and gatherings. And Fashion is back in fashion right now. We haven't bought a lot of new clothes, particularly dressy going out clothes for the last couple of years. So I'll expect that fashion retailers will have been very busy over the past couple of weeks as people are buying those outfits uh, for events.
2: Lizzie, there's been talk, though, of making this bank
3: holiday, this extra day off that we're getting on Thursday, a permanent feature, should we? Well, yes, that's campaigners like Brendan Cox from the Together Coalition who are calling on the government to make it an annual fixture. I mean, one economist I spoke to said that there might not be too much harm in it because uh, other European countries Mm. have more bank holidays than us anyway. So, it might not have that much of an impact comparatively on growth. Hang on, I thought the productivity was, you know, the bane of Britain. It is, it's a long-term problem. And given, as you say, we're in a cost-of-living crisis, which is weighing on demand, weighing on growth, is it really a time to be knocking it even more?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, interesting, because the debate often, you know, the, the debate in France is often that you can work less and be more productive. Uh, at least that's if you're listening to <laughs> French politicians when they're having uh, like a arguments about the, the 35 hour working week. Of course, this is going to be such a huge occasion. We're going to have you know people out in the streets. I'm loving some of the ideas of mile long street party in Walthamstone, or I'll be going. Um, photographs of the Queen's reign being projected onto Stonehenge. You've got, you know, people camping out already. To be ready for the big events as well. Andrea, you know, not, not all Brits are monarchists. Uh it's hard to find one though who isn't a supporter of Queen Elizabeth. She is both the formidable and quiet figurehead and, and, you know, such a such a large part of people's reflections on British society.
0: That's right. And it's certainly what all the retailers are banking on. They are um you know, they're really rolling out these special products to Commemorate the event, and um, you know we've got corgi cakes, we've got bunting. Um, Morrison's has, has renamed the Victoria sponge the Elizabeth sponge. Um, you know they really are going all out um, to try and get people into the spirit and sell these special products. So they are they are definitely banking on um, you know everybody celebrating this.
2: I mean, the thing about, um, you know, the, the royal family, and they will be, I mean, one of the kind of set pieces of the weekend is going to be the, the royal family appearing on the balcony at Buckingham Palace. That's sort of one of the things that people are camping out for on the on the Mall to see the fly past and the military parade, yes, but also to see the royal family. It's a selling point for Britain abroad. I mean, it is part of our soft power toolkit, isn't it? Um, you know, that the Queen has been so long-serving that she is the head of the Commonwealth, that she is so widely respected, you know, Donald Trump came and had a state visit with her, you know, that and and wanted to, at least that was the kind of the press coverage at the time that the US President wanted to come to the UK to do this. So I suppose in terms of its value abroad, how can we I think it's hard to put a pound and pence value on it, but it surely is part of our armory, isn't it, Lizzie?
3: Yeah, and it's not just how much she contributes economically in terms of tourism. As you say, it is this all this uh, soft power that she holds. And she's advised every Prime Minister, going back to Boris Johnson's hero, Winston Churchill. Remember, she took the throne at just 25. So she's had a unique insight into every political crisis that the UK has navigated in the 13 prime minister's terms since then. She's got all this wisdom, she's been a figurehead for stability and you can contrast that with all the chaos in politics at the moment, partygate the cost of living crisis Mm. but then, much of this is specific to her, it's not the crown you've know, you got Prince Charles without all that experience that gives her that authority. You've got the scandal around Prince Andrew, let's not go into that right now Mm. but you have. Um, So while this is a celebration, it's also a reminder that, you know, sadly, inevitably, the Elizabethan era will not be forever and the future is uncertain beyond that.
1: Andrea, this is also a long weekend for people to get away. Is there, you know, are, are, we're already talking about travel chaos in, in airports and in travel as well. Is there is there an economic benefit to people moving around and getting away for the weekend too? Well,
0: there, there, there will be in terms of the travel companies, but it also means many people won't be here to spend on street parties and new outfits. So that's another thing that we've got to factor in when we're thinking about the impact on the consumer economy from this jubilee. It's also interesting that we don't have a big summer of sports following it. The Diamond Jubilee was followed by the Olympics, the Royal Wedding in 2018. You had the World Cup fairly soon afterwards. This year the World Cup isn't isn't until November. So you haven't got that sort of momentum building from this into other events.
2: Yeah, Andrea, interesting you talk about um, travel because <clears throat> another big factor in the life of Britain is the weather. You know, whether the weather is, is extremely good makes a huge difference, doesn't it?
0: That's right. Um you know, in 2018, um, when we had the, the, the Royal Wedding, the, the the World Cup, we also had really good weather and that definitely had a boost on the economy. Somebody once said that weather was for win. But when it comes down to retail, it really isn't. It can affect what people put in their supermarket basket, salads, barbecue foods, fresh food, all very high margin for the supermarket. Fashion is very weather driven. Now, many years ago, we would all start at the beginning of the season. We would go out to a department store and we would buy our outfits for the summer. With the advent of online shopping, that doesn't happen anymore. As soon as the sun comes out, we reach for our phone and we buy an outfit. It's very uh, spontaneous. So, so that amplifies the effect that the weather has on food shopping. But mainly
1: on fashion. Andrea, I note in, in your opinion piece, which is very much worth reading on the terminal on this, uh, that in 2012 a bottle of sparkling wine, the average spend was five pounds 20 and now it's seven pounds and five. So inflation is affecting the celebrations as well.
0: Yes, indeed, it could very much affect how much people put in their basket. Even if they buy the same amount, they may trade down to private label, um, which tends to be cheaper. You've also got Aldi and Lidl, the discount supermarkets that could well see an influx of trade if people are worried about their supermarket shops. So, yes, inflation is definitely going to play a part in what people buy. For this weekend but it also affects the backdrop the cost of living crisis as you mentioned we, we're getting some re- some some relief on the heating bills for the autumn but the food inflation um, is, is, is still occurring and what we might see given that backdrop is the jubilee is a last hurrah for consumers rather than a sustained spending surge. I think when we get to the autumn and the heating goes on people are spent on their summer holidays, then then the economic backdrop will, will become even more difficult.
1: I'm, I'm sure you only have the best uh, sparkling wine brands available for yourself, <laughs> Andrea Felstead. Thank you very much, Bloomberg Opinion columnist, for joining us. Lizzie Burden with us in the studio as well, um, our UK economy reporter.
2: Uh, yeah, this, of course, as we head into this four-day bank holiday weekend, there's going to be wall-to-wall television coverage, not just here in the UK but around the world. This is going to be kind of an export uh, on the part of Britain. But as Andrea mentioned, perhaps this is the bright spot before actually what is quite a difficult autumn. Oh, let's and hope. Let's hope yeah, for let's
1: good, hope good weather and a bright spot that continues throughout the summer.
2: Well, that is our special Jubilee podcast edition of Bloomberg Westminster. We'll be back on Monday. We definitely won't be hungover after the celebrations in the UK. We'll be bringing you politics as usual.
1: Normal service will resume. This is Bloomberg Westminster. Bloomberg Westminster. Listen weekdays at noon on DAB Digital Radio in London.